Welcome to Imagine Radio, featuring insights and opinions from thought leaders and subject matter experts in the HIM and healthcare industry to help you stay educated and informed. This is Imagine Radio. I'm your host, Todd Youngblood. We're ready to welcome our next guest of the day. I enjoyed chatting with this lady uh, oh, a week or so ago right. in, in preparation for all this. So please welcome Cindy Zach. She's Executive Director, Yale New Haven Health. Cindy, it's nice to meet you face-to-face. Nice to meet you face-to-face. Just to get us kicked off here, Cindy, tell us a little bit about yourself, your career journey. How'd you get to Yale New Haven? Oh, it's been a long journey. I've lived uh, 10 miles from Yale New Haven for the last 30 years and started working there five years ago. (laughs) You could find, you knew your way to work then, right? (laughs) I did. And I really started my career in consulting with Ernst & Young, then transitioned when I Met my husband at Ernst and Young. I moved to Connecticut and worked at Hartford Hospital for 10 years and went back to consulting. It was calling me back and went to PwC for five years. Actually, during my career, I was very active in HIPAA and testified before a congressional subcommittee on behalf of AHIMA. I've done some consulting in Germany, London when I was at PwC. Then I decided when I was down in uh, Alexi, Mississippi, right before Katrina. Oh, boy. Get out of town. Get out of town and done with consulting for a while and uh, did some work at Milford Hospital, a smaller hospital. And then I was called by Yale New Haven and said, come on down. And so I've been there five years now. And uh, we did the epic implementations. Oh, boy. Back to back. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) And (laughs) they were clinical and financial and ICD-10. And it just... Keeps on going, keeps uh, and, on going. And you've, and lived, we, you've lived to talk about it. I did. I served <laughs> on the board of directors for AHIMA for uh, three years, and now I'm on the foundation board, but uh, decided that we needed to move forward with information governance. Great. Because we- as we became an information-based industry, everybody is managing information, but do they really know how to manage information? Yeah, I'll tell you. Because we're the experts. <laughs> good, good question. Before we get into that, tell us just a little bit, New Haven Health, what's, what's the so, overview? Yale New Haven Health is a system, and it's really along the 95 corridor. It starts in Greenwich. We have a 120-bed hospital, and then we go to Bridgeport, then we go to Yale New Haven, and we acquired St. Raphael's Hospital in 2012. We uh, integrated St. Raphael's with Yale New Haven, so we have one hospital in New Haven, and that required transitioning HIM to the Yale New Haven campus and implementing EPIC. And in 2016, we integrated with Lawrence and Memorial up in uh, New London and Westerly in Rhode Island. So they are all EPIC clients and uh, they use EPIC and our goal has been to standardize across HIM. Wow. I mean, no mean task. No mean out task. No. Well, let's, let's dive into information governance. And it's such a broad, huge, large, what adjective do I use to describe the thing? What's a good working definition of information governance? So information governance is optimizing your information, but reducing risk and legal liability. So you're looking to standardize how you handle information across a health system, across any type of healthcare entity so that everyone is on the same page and collaborating. We're not trying to take work away from anyone. We're not trying to say you don't report to that person. But what we're trying to say is we need to collaborate 
and cooperate with each other because we have experts in each department. But then many times, if we're working on a project, we'll see that everyone thinks they're an expert in value-based reimbursement. So you have finance people working in value-based, then you have clinical people, then you have HIM working with the coding and the risk sharing. And so when you bring them all together to collaborate and coordinate, it becomes centralized and you see the different expertises in the different areas Mm -hmm. that you can leverage. I remember we did a ICD-10 implementation and we went to all the stakeholders because healthcare is very siloed. What happens is people do their own thing. They live in their own world, but they really don't talk a lot to other people about what they're doing. It's easy to say collaborate. Exactly. It's a whole other thing to actually do it. So we went to everyone and said, everyone we knew handled data and said, do you need help transitioning from eight to nine? Do you have, or nine to 10 rather. So do you need help taking your nine codes and putting them into 10 codes? No, no, no. We're all set. We can do it. So a month before, I get a phone call from our finance folks. Panic time. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's one too many codes. I said, yes, we need help. So we went out, hired a consultant because it wasn't simple. You needed to really have someone who understood those codes and what you needed for healthcare regulatory to transition those codes. And I think it was a wake-up call to them that, you know, the coding experts are really in HIM and that's where we need to go. And that kind of Mm -hmm. set the stage for, we need to get people understanding who we are and who else in this organization works on codes and work together. You told me an interesting story about getting the attention of the C-suite. I think that's the phrase you (laughs) used. And a very serendipitous uh, story, but I think it borders on the profound when you look at the results. Share that story. When we started information governance, we went to our (laughs) health information and clinical information committee, which was the old medical record committee. And we had legal on there. We had the CIO. We have IT people, compliance, security people. And we started this whole project as a beta site for AHIMA. But the burning question always was, who is our governing committee? We need to report up to senior leadership for a governing committee. So I worked with the CIO, and she reports to the executive vice president of the system, COO. And she said, well, I think perhaps the senior operating committee. And then I talked to a few other senior vice presidents and they said, it's operations. So finally, I was on a a shuttle bus because we were going to the funeral of another vice president's family member. And the senior vice president was behind me. And so finally, on our way back home, I said, I need to talk to you. I said, have you heard about information governance? And I explained it to him in like three minutes. He said, schedule a meeting. So I scheduled a meeting. And last week, I presented to the senior operating committee, and we have a governing committee. And so it's easy. Nothing it's to actually it. yeah. easy. <laughs> and we waited for everybody else, you know, to ask. And they kept stalling. They weren't asking. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I, and I did know, it. And I, uh, I got to tell you, Cindy, we've been doing interviews for two and a half days now here at the conference and collecting best practices. Yes. When I think of that story in my head, it floats right up to the top. It's such a simple it thing is. to do is explain in three minutes because that's really exactly. all it takes. Exactly. Yes. And, 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 and you know, they were, he was story. as nice as can be. And he says, he actually set the stage when I went to the meeting and said, 
Cindy and I were traveling together on a shuttle bus, and IG needs a home. Information governance needs a home. <laughs> he called it IG. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and we're going to give a home to her today. So uh, do your presentation. That's outstanding. So, I want to loop you back to something because when you, when you, I asked you to define IG, I'll mm-hmm. call it that myself now. You talked about, you know, reducing risk as a big thing. Talk a little bit about patient engagement and quality of patient care at the end of the day. So we're really looking at patient about. engagement across the patient financial arena. And we're in the revenue cycle division. And what we've learned is that patient engagement relies a lot on how the patient's financial situation is handled. So how long does it take a patient to make an appointment? Once they make that appointment, is it three months? Is it two months? And really, the bill, streamlining that bill, because bills can be very difficult. They don't know what the the payers are covering. They don't know what their deductibles are. So streamlining the bill. But it's really giving them the convenience. And now that we have mobile devices and, you know, I have a, a story about my daughter. She had an ear problem and she came home. She got on ZocDoc and she had an appointment the next day. And I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and, you know, the next morning she saw an ENT in Manhattan. And that's what we're trying to do at Yale New Haven Health because it's important. It's how the patient feels, how easy it is, the transparency with their electronic record, optimizing my chart. They want to know how much they have to pay before they even come in for the surgery or the visit. So it's really being transparent, making it convenient, and making it easy to do. And that's patient engagement. So there, there's no lack of things for you to do over the next no, few years. No, there isn't. <laughs> I. I tell you. Uh, Cindy, we're running short on time here, but I, I just okay. want to ask you, if there was one issue that you could solve by snapping your fingers at Yale New Haven, what, what would that be? What would that one big issue be? I would say to have all the disciplines working together. Right back to collaboration. Yes. Okay. Break down the silos and let's work together and let's make this happen and make us meet that level five across the board in information governance. Well, I, I am not the least bit surprised at how you <laughs> answered that question. It's exactly exactly what I expected. And in fact, I agree with you. The, the collaboration, once you get folks in a room together and just talking, it's amazing. Yes. Amazing what yes. you can get done. I'm, I know I got to let you go. You got to get back to uh, spreading the word here That's at, the, right. at the HEMA convention. Before I let you go, though, Cindy, I want to make sure folks uh, have a way to reach out and get a hold of you and, and get some maybe more details and some insights about the things you've discussed here. So they can email me at cindy.zack at ynhh.org. Cindy Zack, Executive Director, Yale New Haven. Thanks for taking the time out. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Todd. My pleasure. My pleasure. That wraps this episode. On behalf of my guest, Cindy Zack, I'm Todd Youngblood. Imagine Radio will be back in just a few minutes. Imagine Radio. 